The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown I'm I'm trying to watch the Bigfoot movie, Dave Yeah? How's that working out for you? I just, I, I it just seems like a, a lonely man <laughs> who just it 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 it's like a it's like a children's story of like he just wishes it to be true, like he just has an imaginary friend. It's like yeah, a, God, what I wouldn't give for a well done high budget Bigfoot documentary every fucking one i watch looks like a high school av project it like can we not get someone who yeah, knows how to make a documentary what's the it's like drop dead fred <laughs> oh my know, god really thinks that it's out there mm-hmm. nobody else could see it. i that's uh, yeah yeah, it's always it's always quite like like not a single reliable person out there is I I, I mean, and again maybe that's the disinformation like let's mm-hmm. publicize the goobers to keep everybody off the track that all this stuff is real that Bigfoot is a <clears throat> CIA operative that aliens are actually contracted by the Defense Department and we need mm-hmm. idiots to just. But I just I don't I don't think it is, man. I think it's been flooded. It's been flooded with cheap entertainment and been poorly mm-hmm. made documentaries pushing the believability uh, even that much further away, making it even more embarrassing to say yeah. you want to believe in it. Because when it was just a couple pictures or a couple videos, you're like, hey, who knows? And now every dork out there has something like oh yeah it's just this just is not cool at all anymore yeah i don't know sorry i'm sorry dave that's okay that's okay i want to believe so bad and i do believe i do believe in in bigfoot but do i believe that the videos in his documentary are the real bigfoot i don't know i I, I know. Yeah. They, they, no, they're not. They're, they're. <laughs> Especially, you know, if you can like, uh, it, like it's like putting out a shitty comedy special. I can get it on Amazon and make a few bucks, maybe make my money back. Yeah. Mm. Um. Who knows? What you been up to, buddy? I had to take an online COVID test for this cruise. Recording early, everybody. Mm-hmm. I passed. I studied hard. I passed. It's just, okay. it's just like. It's the same when you do it at home where you swab, but somebody has to watch you do it. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like a real, like a, like a fetish sight cam girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm jamming it in my right nostril. Does that do it for you? <laughs> like, it's just. <clears throat> oh, man. And, it, you know, I think we both put on the side of like, yeah, get vaccines. But like Rachel was pointing out, now it's now you get to share your health information with everybody. Mm-hmm. Now this whole thing is like, yep, here's my health records. And that was the one thing that was supposed to be private yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's health records just out there. 
And, you know, the big fear is like, well, insurance companies are going to determine whether or not to insure you based on pre-existing conditions and everybody's health recommend, you know, it's, I, I can get bummed out about it, but about like, it's all what the targeted ads are going to be and all like now that all, now that the information is in the world and sold, the ads are going to get like the sci-fi movies. We're like, oh, this is so incredibly specific. Mm Mm-hmm. And I and the problem is I'm weak. I buy that shit. Yeah, I bought the headband that has speakers in it, so I could wear it while I go to sleep. <laughs> I did. I was up all night last night listening to bad <laughs> crime podcasts, and it still so hurts. It's still big speakers in this headband. But like now, you can lay on this, your side. Like no, you can't. Huh? I mean, in theory, that sounds like a great idea, but it's. So in theory, yeah, ideas, a lot of ideas are great in theory. And then, and I I went against my own ethos too, where I bought some cheap Chinese bullshit. Mm -hmm. And to clarify, this is not a racist thing. It's just, you know, exploited labor practices to create crap that doesn't work. That's just going to go in the ocean soon. Yeah. I try to avoid it. I saw somebody say like, oh, it's not that, not that easy to not shop on Amazon all the time. Like, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying if you have the time and the ability to do so, maybe don't. Yeah. There was a, there was a time before Amazon, everybody. There was a time. And guess what? You didn't think like, God, my life is so inconvenienced right now. I wish something would come along. Hmm. It was like, no, this is just easier than before. Yeah. I was, uh, I, w- I went to a, actual uh brick and mortar barnes and noble yesterday and then i I felt i had this weird like look at me i'm i'm doing the thing kyle talks about i'm not gonna but then i'm like you're still at barnes and noble asshole why don't you find a mom and pop yeah bookstore yeah and then i mean we got lucky enough to have powell's up here you had skylight in la and Mm mm-hmm and it is like, can you can you please put this order in for me, and then maybe it'll show up in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Versus, cool. I clicked on this thing, and I got it shipped to me tomorrow. There you go. Like I I get it. It's not e- it's not easy to revert back to the time before uh, billionaires capitalized on convenience. I wonder when did. Maybe on a personal level. Do you remember when you really started online shopping? Like, I can't even remember, like, to the year. I, I have no idea when I started online shopping so much. Like, you're right. When we were in high school 20, 25 years ago, like, that wasn't even an option. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I got to go down to the mall or I got to go wherever. Well, it's like, what are you buying? If it's groceries, you know, you still like to go to the grocery store, see the different stuff there. Mm-hmm. I still like. I still would prefer to do that. Although Rachel does most of the grocery shopping, I still like maybe a couple times over quarantine. Yeah, we'd use Instacart. Yeah, and that's always <laughs> fucked up. Oh, they didn't have chocolate ice cream, so we got you three onions. Like, well, all right. <laughs> <clears throat> and then it's and it is just somebody that's like trying to make ends meet, doing your shopping for you. like. I it felt weird. Yeah, I've used Instacart a few times, but yeah, I agree. I prefer now if I'm just getting you know toilet paper and and beer, sure, bring it over. But I like to pick. I don't trust them to pick out the right cut of meat or you know any specific no. thing that I really need. And if I'm getting toilet paper and beer, why can't I go get that myself? Yeah, I mean that's true. 
Yeah, I don't. I and if, shopping. I I don't know what I've bought. Like if it's bike stuff, I usually would like to go to a bike store because I liked supporting a local bike shop and having mm-hmm. a rapport with guys where it's like, oh, th- how does this? Go- how do I make this work? Oh, you guys are going to cut me a deal on labor because I buy my stuff here. Like building up a relationship when you have a specified interest is good. You know, yeah. much like probably, you know, you know, a butcher or something, you're going there all the time for like, oh, I got this and I set it aside for you. You know, you build up a rapport with those types of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I am with records. I, I try not to buy records online. I like to buy them from the local stores. And then also, you know, you want to be able to look at it and judge its condition and, you know, yeah. things like that. Like, I, I don't trust. I mean, there's a grading system. I won't bore you with all that. But, like, still, I like to... I like to have the eyeball test in person, see if this is uh, something I need or not, as opposed yeah. to just trusting someone's description of the condition online. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, when I was doing the RC car stuff a bunch, a lot of that stuff I was getting from online. Because mm-hmm. it was little custom parts and everything, so I was like, oh, yeah, this is only made. And again, it was like before I really was kind of thinking about how bad labor regulations were yeah and china like i mean i think when i went over there and the people there were like oh yeah they knew if diplomats were coming over they would shut the factories down for a few days in advance so the skies would clear up mm. so then a diplomat would be like yeah see it's not so bad and then they'd leave them like full steam ahead start up all the factories <laughs> damn <clears throat> yeah Boom. and just you know that they have uh internment camps right now think who was it france or somebody just acknowledged like, yes we will acknowledge that there are <clears throat> there's a genocide happening in china really yeah God, I'm, I'm so uninformed on that shit but that's that's crazy but, but yeah, I, yeah i'm not gonna sit here and say like i got all the details but that's just that, I mean, if, if it's making it into regular news feeds and we're still like ah but also yeah i sure would like this hoodie with a fun design on it <laughs> yeah i mean you said that in uh, in one of your live sets when we were on tour just about, I forgot what bit you were doing where you had to bring that up. But, uh, but yeah, just enjoy your Nikes. Like, well, uh, I think that's, and again, I, uh, only a little bit I've heard, like I think people in the NBA are speaking out because basketball is huge over there. Mm-hmm. And they keep, you know, these people talking about, you know, not so much going after Kaepernick. Kaepernick or, or, or what basketball players are talking about, like, yeah, we need equal rights. It's like, well, then stop, like, kowtowing to China then. Yeah. Because that's a huge market for the NBA. Yeah, there was something. Like, oh, you want to talk a- about human rights? Fucking look at your shoes. Yeah. Where's this shit made? There was a big story about two years ago with the NBA in China, and I still have no idea what the hell they were talking about. But it was right before the season started. There was something happened between the NBA and China, and I, I never did get any of the details. Well, a lot of players were speaking out, and China was just, you know, China's big enough to be like, fine, we just won't uh, have the NBA here. And then everybody's like, mm-hmm. well, hold on a second. Well, they put yeah. all that money. China, <laughs> yeah. China's big enough to be able to do that. Well, fine, we just won't uh, participate. Well, but all that money, all the money, all the capitalists, all the yep. money. I got. I was getting into it with uh, with my my handlers about ticket scalping. Speaking of money, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, <clears throat> not that like I've here's 
just a very tangible, low level, not even a conspiracy, mm-hmm. but that there's a, you know, like I'm doing a show in Seattle and it's sold out. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make my, because it's sold out, if you go to the venue website, tickets are listed as sold out. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm making my money. Everybody involved is making the money, the most money that they should make, right? For a sold out mm-hmm. show. The buyers, the venue, everybody should be happy with that. But it's not sold out because there's a secondary ticket market, which everybody that works, like managers, agents, like you just can't fight the secondary ticket market. It's built in and you can't fight it. So there are tickets available for the show. Now they're mm-hmm. starting, I think I think they start around $170. Damn. And uh, what I was told by my management and my agent is that I should not waste time telling people to not buy those tickets because that's a negative. That's just, it just seems negative. And I'm like, well, it's not negative if I'm informing people that uh, I don't get that money. Yeah. Uh, now it's, that's happening because I, I've been told I undervalue my tickets. My tickets are about 30 bucks. So at that price, it's an affordable price for the second mar- secondhand market to buy all these tickets. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how many are were purchased by the secondhand market, but um, is there any way to my, combat that? Well, here here's where I was getting into it. Now, they're like, well, it might look bad for buyers, meaning people that own venues, talent buyers. If I tell people not to buy tickets, because I'm saying like I'm not telling them not to buy tickets. I'm not telling. I'm saying you can spend a hundred and seventy dollars on a ticket for my show. They're $30 tickets. They're $30 tickets for a reason. I think everybody should be able to afford to go to the show, and I could put on a great show for 30 bucks. I could mm. put on a pretty good show for 50 For 170 I would <laughs> – if you're rich, go for it. But uh, I kept being told to not <clears throat> tell people, like, like, just negative. Don't. It might scare buyers away if I'm telling people not to buy tickets. And my question was, why would a buyer – be upset if I'm only saying this when the show's sold out. It means we mm-hmm. all got our money, right? Yeah. And that's where I have questions. Why is it negative for me to bring up or to attack this secondary ticket market? If the show's sold out, why am I being steered away from it? Yeah. Is it, may- is it maybe because the buyers and everybody already get a cut from that secondary market. Uh, Ticketmaster already got li- live nation already got in trouble um, <clears throat> because they were live nation will sell the tickets. Mm-hmm. So and then these are like, st- these are stadium problems, Dave, but yeah, they got in trouble for purposely taking Metallica tickets mm-hmm. and moving them to the secondary market. Metallica really? said they, they didn't know about this, but I think many artists do know. I have a, Let's say I have 100 tickets for sale. You know what? Take 20 of them, and let's pretend they're on the secondary market. I got 100 tickets at $10 each, but now they're $50 over here. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the one still selling them. Yeah. That's what Live Nation got in trouble for doing. Ah, boy, that is for, shitty. For scalping their own tickets. Yeah. And so my question is, who's getting a cut of this secondary market why can't i criticize it yeah 
Why is it negative? Why does it look bad for me to criticize a second? If it's a sold out show, I wouldn't do it if it's not a sold out show. But if it's sold out and everybody's getting paid the amount they're supposed to, why does it look bad for me to criticize a secondary market? We already got our money. Yeah, I, I'm, I know how much I'm going to get, but it's almost as though somebody's hoping these secondary tickets sell because then they're going to get more money for them. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. Is that still illegal to, to scalp tickets? It, no, it's not illegal. That's the really? problem. It's okay. morally reprehensible, but it's uh-huh. not illegal. Anybody can it, buy something and resell it if they want. And that's what's pissing to be, me right? off. It used to be, right? Like, you'd always... <clears throat> it's... Yeah. Because that's why... I don't, I, 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 don't, under- I don't think it's illegal. I think it's legal. When I first started, like understanding what was going on and going to events and stuff like when I was a teenager. That's why you would see um, the scalpers would have signs that said, uh, I need tickets. I need two tickets or, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than they couldn't have a sign that says I have tickets or I'm selling tickets, but they could, the guys of like, no, I'm trying to buy. It was like, Oh, but really? Okay. Now that I got you here, I actually have. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were getting scared off by the spot, but I just, Mm -hmm. I'm very curious as to why uh, it's uh, it's I've been told to really not create a stir. Yeah, that is interesting. Market. I'm that told like, well, if people, why would you want anybody to not buy a ticket? I just don't want people getting ripped off. You can spend yeah. that. I'm telling you, you can spend that money. But no, and like, well, I think they know that money's not going to. I'm like, well, why does it matter if I'm want to stick up for? Because I, I, it's not like. People want to spend that much money, want to spend five times the ticket price. If anything, I hear people like, shit, I couldn't buy tickets when they went on sale because I had to wait till I got paid next week, and now they're $170. And mm-hmm. one of the only ways to combat that now, it's like you put a you put an amount, a limit amount on it. You can only uh-huh. buy four at a time. Yeah. I got a, t- I got a ticket list from the Seattle show. I asked to see who bought tickets. Uh-huh. And uh, there's there's a like a handful, maybe... 20 or so tickets where the address listed is just a construction site. Huh. Really? Um, but again, that's what's funny. This It's not illegal. Hmm. It's not illegal. They can, some company can buy tickets. And then, so one way to do it is I can start charging more money for my shows. So that scares uh-huh. people away from buying as many because now the initial ticket price is more mm-hmm. it scares uh, the scalpers not, not away wh- from buying them well yeah it's a bigger of, investment on their end if they don't yeah sell. yeah mm-hmm. and i and i was getting in trouble because i'm like yeah what if what if nobody buys these tickets and yeah there's empty oh. seats and that sucks but what if scalpers are like oh fuck we got stuck holding all these and lost money Maybe Kyle Kinane's going to do this every time he plays a show is tell people not to pay more than this much for it. And then I kept being told by handlers, like, well, what if somebody just buys four tickets and then they can't go to the show? Then you can sell them for $30 or $40. Make a few bucks. But yeah. five times the asking price? Yeah. That's scummy. What, it might be legal, want, but it's scummy as fuck. I wonder if walk-up only, if that's an option. Like yeah, no advance tickets. You just got to buy them at the door. But that's, I mean, you remember doing that? You remember driving an hour and a half into the city to wait in line and not get a ticket? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
So you do what uh, am... Billy Joel does. You hear about Billy Joel's thing? Apparently, what he just sucks I, real I, bad. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan. I've never been to a show. <laughs> He's uh, got a couple sides. <laughs> um, but apparently, Crashes I've heard his car this, a bunch on the way to the show. I've, I've heard this a lot. He uh, purposely leaves the first couple of rows, uh, or I don't know if he buys them or. You can't get tickets to the first row or the first couple of rows to mm-hmm. his tickets. He leaves those open, and then he has his crew go out and find people in the cheap seats and bring them up and let the, give them a free upgrade. Because he wants That's... he wants those first couple rows with fans that really want to be there rather than just rich people who got them from their company or scalpers or whatever. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Like scalpers will buy up the front few rows. Like, well, what? And they're they're trying to say like, well, what happens when you get to the show and the first five rows are empty? I politely welcome anybody to sit there. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah. Hey, everybody, let's be nice, but please come on down here. These tickets have been bought for you by scalpers. Mm-hmm. So enjoy them. Um, but I just uh, I am really trying to. F- I know people are talking about now with like. NFT and blockchain technology, which I do not understand enough, but just some way where you have a QR code on your phone and it, and it matches your name. Like, we're doing it now with fucking COVID passes. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my license. Here's my QR code. Yeah. And I really feel like that this is able to be done now, but the industry is big enough and too many people... M- are making money off of the way it is, off of scalpers, that that's why it's getting shunned. Yeah. And I've that's my own conspiracy, is I think that maybe I have representation who also works with much larger acts who benefit from the secondhand market, and it might not look good if a client on this roster is saying, hey, this is stupid, and you sh- people who work hard for their money should not pay five times the price mm-hmm. just to, that goes just to a fucking, in my eyes, a fucking sneak. They're not a thief in the eyes of the law, but they're a scumbag. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what about I mean, the, you mentioned it earlier, the the limit on how many you can purchase. Would that not negate all of this bullshit? Yeah, but it's, I mean, scalpers just have everything ready to go as soon as tickets go on sale. They got... Mm-hmm. Nine fake names, addresses, credit card yeah. numbers. Well, not fake because yeah. they're paying for them. The money's mm-hmm. – they've got the money to do it. But I was just saying, like, what if I just tell people not to buy them? And then that poisons my show for these resellers. Mm-hmm. And I kept being talked out of that. So, hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, that's my, that's my conspiracy <laughs> is that uh, – <laughs> People are mad. And it's not. I mean, fucking Pearl Jam didn't win fighting Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like it's like like airlines overselling a flight and then be like, oh, we sold uh, 200 tickets to a flight that holds 160 people. Now, how the uh, fuck uh, is that uh, legal, by the way? I've been victim of that before. Because what other indus- fucking business does that? that? An industry that creates their own rules oh. <clears throat> builds that in. Now, I did follow. You know I'm on TikTok now, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a TikTok star now. Okay. As much as I bitch. Here's, here's my face, China. Read, <laughs> read, read my facial features while I do this silly dance and then create a clone of me that assassinates the president. Uh, 
the future's here, Dave, and it sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, there's this, she's, I forget her name, is like Kate the Lawyer or something on TikTok mm-hmm. and her whole logo is, she's like, I read the fine print of these things so you don't have to. And she's saying uh-huh. that by rights when a flight does that, they'll be like, oh, we can give you this, uh, you know, ticket, um, what do they call it? Not a gift certificate, but like, you know, a complimentary whatever flight uh-huh. and two hundred dollars she's like no how about a thousand dollars that you can ask for any amount yeah and you can also a- ask for a fr- you could also ask for a first class sit- ticket so if nobody's budging uh-huh like we really need one more person she's like, I'll, I'll do it if you want to give me a first class ticket and a thousand dollars yeah yeah and they can they can give that to you that's just pure greed, too, because well, their their answer is, well, you know, research shows that X percentage of people don't show up to their flights. Who gives a shit? You still got their money. Yeah. You still got their money. What do you care if they don't show up or not? And because then, they could get more oh, money. I mean, that, like, that literally should be illegal. That's, I can't think of another business that gets away with selling more tickets than they have availability. We couldn't do that at our shows. You get there, oh, sorry, it sold out. We had a, a pa- capacity was a thousand, but we sold twelve hundred. So two hundred of you getting fucked. Like late stage I don't know capitalism. How ugh. Yeah, that happened to me once. It's like I bought this mm-hmm. fucking ticket three months ago, and you know, you know, you're about to get fucked when you uh, get your boarding pass and there's no seat assignment. It's like, oh, oh I yeah. see what I see what it's about to happen. Okay, yeah, that. I was so furious the first time that happened. Like, well, because X amount of people don't... So what? You still got their fucking money. Now the people <laughs> that are on the flight get to have a little elbow room. Oh, that... Oh. Yeah, that's Yeah, insane. man, you're going to start getting into this uh, disastrous capitalism. It's oh. not going to be a very... It's not going to be a very fun podcast. <laughs> Explain to me, speaking of TikTok, I'm, uh, I haven't produced any content yet, and I'm not sure that I will, but I'm on there now watching from, from afar. And, uh, what, uh, so just now, every day, unfunny people can make sketches. Okay. What is yeah, that about? What's the appeal to that? So that shouldn't motivate you. What if you actually were funny and on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the th- it, I don't think it matters. The quality does not matter. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. And the traction that something can get, like I've my managers put up uh, that, that Jimmy Buffett bit mm-hmm. that I do. Uh, they Great bit, put by the way. Text to it. Let's let's find. Oh shit! Sorry, Dave. I I turned you down on my phone there. Oh, that's all right, buddy. Hold on. Let me see how they put it up today. And I'll say these are my stats. Let me talk, let's talk stats on social media. Uh, see, this is why I got up. I don't know how to. You don't know how to mute it, though. Mm. Hold on. Never mind. I, I got to turn it off. It just goes. That's my problem with it. It just goes. It just mm-hmm. starts. But it's got like 30,000 views already. In one day. Be- okay. Because it can, get show- it can get shared that much easier. Mm-hmm. And if it really. You know the thing we say about comedy, about like <clears throat> you can have hustle and you can have skill 
you know, you should have a good, healthy mix of both. But the yeah, people that have more hustle, the people that have more hustle than skill, will always be more successful. Ugh. We gotta put that hustle in there, buddy. The people want the people want big beefy sauce daddy <laughs> doing making a recipe with a unicorn filter. Yeah, I they guess. want it, Dave. Man, I saw something else. I like I said, I'm brand new to TikTok. I just signed up this week, and I guess I mean it just makes me feel so fucking old and out of touch. Yep. But I saw several videos of just everyday assholes lip syncing other or, or not other, but comedians' bits. Yeah, I, you that's should, new. You to should me. you should hope for that to happen, Dave. Really? Yes. Is that dickhead profiting from that? The guy nobody's who's lip syncing. Pro- nobody, nobody's profiting. The currency okay. is the currency is that people like it. Okay. The currency is that it gets shared. It's not like YouTube where if you get enough uh, views, you no. can monetize it and stuff. Okay. No. Because I was no. just enraged. I forgot whose bit it was. It was it was some old bit from the eighties. But just some dude just sitting in his recliner, just poorly lip syncing some yep. comics bit. I'm like, this is content. That's- that's why I want the big titty girls to do mine. Yeah. Get some views on this stuff. I'll pay them. I will pay them. I will pay the naked TikTok ladies to do my jokes. I'm thinking about doing the I'm going to follow the same model, the same format as, as the big boobed girls shaking their stuff, but it's just me. Like I'm gonna do the same little dances and lip syncing, but it's just me and a that's on there t-shirt. already. That is oh, on that's there. already happening. Yeah, see, there's nothing original anymore. That's that's why it's all the editing tools are right there to make a mm-hmm. silly video that your friends laugh at. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not about monetization. I mean, it is for some people, and some people, man, <clears throat> the comedy that's on there, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not good, but it's quick quick bit editing stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I'm not happy about it either, Dave. We've but talked the, about but this, the, but the but the further away we get from this stuff, uh-huh. the more irrelevant we become. True, true. We've talked about this off the air, but like, what is this now done to comedians in terms of like, you know, used to we used to kind of follow this creed of like, well, I don't want to, or you were really one of the main guys that personally that I knew that followed this, but like you didn't like to put out stuff that wasn't on a special yet or on an album yet, because you know, you want to kind of hide that that way when the album or the special comes out, it's a, it's yeah. exciting. Oh, I've never seen this material before, but yeah. so what do we do now? Are we just foregoing that and just putting everything online now? Cause I've noticed obviously a surge in the last year or two of like comics clips all over social media with the, with the captions, the subtitles and stuff. But like so, I mean, what's anything, the logic keeps there? You, keeps you writing. I mean, if you got enough material, yeah. put a bit out there. Because mm-hmm. then, oh, this guy's funny. Let me look him up. Cool, he's yeah. playing somewhere. Sell tickets. I just want to sell tickets. Yeah, I'll do a whole special. And I've gotten less. Uh, yeah, if this bit got you in the door for the special or for the show, great. Here it is. You mm-hmm. Enjoy it by recognition. Know that you're going to get an hour plus of stuff you didn't know. But uh, it's also it's just motivation to keep writing stuff like oh here's a yeah. bit or like you know here's a bit that's not evergreen here's something about current events so mm-hmm. put it out now and it's, yeah I won't worry about it later 
But uh, it should, man, dude, we're doing a podcast without a video component. We may as well be doing smoke signals here, Dave. <laughs> I know, I know. We got to get on that, buddy. I'm so. I'm not resistant to this stuff. It's just, uh, I don't know. Just another thing you got to plug up. Well, yeah. Just because we don't care doesn't mean uh, other people might not care. Yeah. Anyway, what else been going cool. on? You been getting getting rad this week at all? I didn't, when, when did we we talked on uh, Monday, I reckon. Uh huh. I gotten rad adjacent. I went out went out on the just tool around town. We went ice skating today, Dave. I've never oh, been yeah. ice skating before. How'd that go? You'd never been ice skating before? No. Have you? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been ice skating. Really. I said that like, yeah, dude, I'm from Georgia. Of course I've been Well, that's, I, yeah, forgive me for being surprised, <laughs> Dave, but I didn't. No, uh... no we had some uh, rinks. I remember when I was a kid, there was a couple of ice skating rinks around Atlanta that we would go down to. And yeah, I've probably been five times in my life. And uh, I've always enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, Rachel and I went, pulled our own little Carrie and Tanya routine out on the ice. <laughs> <clears throat> There's two wobbly idiots having a good time out there. But it was cool. It was uh, in an open skate, which we've been roller skating, which is packed. Adult Adults-only skate uh-huh. on Tuesday night. The rink is packed, and people are like, there's like a chain of really good dudes, like weaving in and out of people. But then the ice rink today only had, at most, maybe eight people out on the rink. Really? Yeah, there's two little kids in full hockey gear who just kept pushing each other over, and that was fun. Because I was skating, and one of them just slid right past me like a puck, just laying <laughs> on the ground, twirling on the ice of no uh, of no effort of his own, just right past me. Must have been hauling ass and then fell and just slid right past me. That was funny. Then yeah. like two or three people that were doing figure skating that were really good were like, well, shit, I don't, I've never seen figure skating in person. But I was so scared of just falling on the ice, just alone, just skating. Yeah. Hard-ass ice. And these people were doing twirls and all that kind of stuff. It's impressive. And so that was cool. Yeah, that was cool to be right by by those folks. And then Rachel and I were trying to learn hockey stops. Neither We just saw one guy giving a lesson to somebody else, and we were just like, well, let's try what they're doing and just look like idiots. It was fun. How do you do a hockey stop? You just twist your feet inward I'm, or – I am not the I don't know. We just thought you just got to turn both ankles sideways real quick and try and okay. skid. And that huh. what felt just as dangerous as it sounded as I described it. Just turn yeah. your ankles sideways real hard, real fast. Mm-hmm. You know how your ankles aren't broken? Try to break those. <laughs> to try your best to break your ankles. But uh, it, was, it was pretty cool, man. It was like uh, it was a fun thing to do. Well, that's cool, buddy. That sounds fun. Yeah, we're doing activities over here. Good for you. I got. What about you? Yeah, we've been doing any board. Yeah, I haven't been doing any activities for some reason. I've been cooking a lot the last couple of weeks. I've been cooking up a storm. I can guess that reason. Yeah, (laughs) you're you're a big boy who loves to eat. (laughs) Is that why? Is that the reason? (laughs) Yeah, it's not too hard to connect those dots. Oh my god, big boy's got active taste buds. Yeah, that's right, man. Big boy's got a bottomless pit appetite. Well, you said wait, yeah, you said you got that Rona. Yeah, I had the Rona, but you didn't lose your sense of taste. No, I did not. Thank God. I remember yeah. that being like, oh, that's gonna be the scariest thing for Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's uh, the the 
I still don't know how to pronounce it. Omicron? I guess that's one yeah, of the, uh, if I read sure. correctly, uh, that's one of the features of the symptoms of Omicron is uh, you don't the necessarily. Features? It's one of the features. It's one of the upgrades. I unlocked uh, unlocked some new features in Omicron. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys yeah, you got to the flavorless part of it yet. Don't lose your taste buds. So I was like, <laughs> all right. I think that's why I let my guard down. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not afraid of this if I can still yeah. taste. But, uh, yeah, I've been cooking a lot. I uh, I, I made up a recipe uh, last night, just just completely pulled it out of my ass. Uh, I don't even know if this is a thing. I, it should be. It probably is. But I love grits. Big fan of grits. By the way, uh, got mm-hmm. a, I, I had some grits uh, stole from me. That sounds like the plot of a Western. Uh, this guy stole my grits and I killed <laughs> his horse. Like, that sounds like what happens in your Walton's Christmas Mm-hmm. <laughs> now how are we going to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Our grits have been pilfered. Robin Hood bandit took my grits. Um, so shout out to uh, Alan, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Bonow, Bonow um, and he works for Marsh Hen Mill Grits in South Carolina. He sent me a whole grip of grits, sent me like 10 pounds, and uh, cooked nice. some of those up last night. And I did chicken and grits. I did Mexican-style chicken and grits. And it okay. was literally one of the best things I've ever made, just out of this okay. world. I uh, we've talked before about my love for the tahine seasoning, the yeah. uh, Mexicans tahine. Uh, sure, so what sure. I do with the chicken, I just take some uh, some thighs or some legs, and I just rub it down with a little olive oil and hit it real heavy with that tahine, and then I just bake them. Just just bake chicken thighs, you know, forty minutes in the oven, about four hundred degrees, no big deal. But then I whipped up uh, a nice pot of grits. And I, uh, I kind of Tex-Mexed those up a little bit. I put some garlic, some green chilies, some sautéed onion okay, and red bell okay. pepper. Hit it with a little uh, white pepper, a little salt, and uh, top it with a little cilantro and green onion. Oh, my white God. Pepper. White pepper sounds like a good rap name. Yeah. <laughs> white pepper. Uh, yeah, white pepper works great on the grits. But, uh, yeah, just a big old pot of, like, savory, spicy grits. Um, underneath uh, some nice uh, tahine chicken, and uh, oh boy, it was it was really really incredible. Chicken and then a c- and grits. Couple nights before that, I took my first stab at arroz con pollo. Always been a big fan of the arroz con pollo, the chicken and rice. Oh, nice um, chicken. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know where it originated. I know there's a Cuban version. I know there's. Um, I think there's like an El Salvadorian version. It's just you know. As you can imagine, chicken and rice. It's fairly universal. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, man, made a big old pot of uh, arroz con pollo. And, uh, damn, just really really having a heavy, heavy on the chicken this week. Really been uh, deep into the chicken. Can't go wrong. Is, but, uh, uh, now, is, that, uh, is Katie getting in on this stuff, too? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, she's all about mm. it. She, uh, she claims to uh, love my cooking, and, and I can always tell when people are being sincere or not by simply noticing uh, whether they clean their plate or not. But uh, Katie's uh, she's a card-carrying member of the Clean Plate Club. So uh, every now and then I'll cook something where she's like, this is good, but it's too spicy. She doesn't like the spicy stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, just knocking it out with the uh, with the cooking lately, and uh, oh, also made uh, uh, got me a new cocktail that I'm a big fan of, and I'm sure this probably already exists somewhere, but it's just uh, one I kind of concocted. Um, basically, it's 
tequila and soda with a shot of OJ. And then I put uh, some orange bitters in there, and I put a little cherry grenadine and uh, some lime, and oh boy. Uh, equal parts, I do one shot of tequila, one shot of like, um, you know, soda, like Perrier or something, and one shot of OJ. So equal parts soda, tequila, and OJ. And then just hit it with little Sorry. bitters, a little grenadine, a little lime, and oh boy. It's like a, um, if a, a margarita. Tequila, tequila sunrise with a little makeup on. Yeah, yeah, it's like a margarita that's not too sweet. I love margaritas, but I can only have a couple before my teeth start hurting. So it's uh, like a margarita without the sour mix, basically. We had a couple of skinny margaritas with our lunch after we were ice skating because they. I learned from Rachel that means it's not the it's not the mix. They do it with mm-hmm. just lime juice and a little agave syrup. Okay, yeah, that's theoretically. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Oh, oh, and then I hit a, I hit it with a little. This is uh, Katie pulled this one off. Instead of a salted rim, uh, she did a, a tahini rim. Just talking about how much I love the tahini. Seen that? I've seen that yeah. action. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very, very good cocktail. Very excited about that. And uh, one more food related uh, topic here. Um, found maybe my favorite ice cream on the planet. Oh boy. And I've been avoiding this subconsciously. I've avoided this flavor because I don't like what it's associated with. But uh, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> what flavor? Wait, you don't like what the flavor is associated with? Exactly. Yeah, you'll learn. Uh, <laughs> fish food. I've always avoided fish food because uh, I don't oh, like oh, the yeah. band Fish. And I don't know why I couldn't, like, Buddy. of course, <laughs> just in the back of my mind, I'm like, that probably sucks. I understand entirely. I understand, and if and if, but if you're already eating Ben and Jerry's, uh huh, that's straight up. That whole thing is yeah. hippie jam band shit. Yeah. So you already have like, to resign yourself. Yeah, and unlike you, I I don't mind some of the hippie jam band stuff. By the way, that bit in the new hour, oh. fucking killer. One of the best, one of the funniest act outs I've ever seen. I won't spoil it, but oh boy, get, you got to get into some act outs, man. It really buys oh. you. It really it really eats up part of the set. Without having to write a bit. You just got to throw yourself into the act out. People are like, wow, he's not even talking. We're laughing. Like, thank God. I bought five five minutes. One of the funniest act outs I've ever seen, dude. It just so, the simplicity of it, too. It's like, ah, fuck, I wish I'd have thought of that. Anyway, um, I don't mind some jam bands, but I've never been a fan of fish. So just, I was just like, I never even read the description of what's in the ice cream. I just always like, no thanks. Let me let me find the half baked or the cherry. Well, what did Garcia. you think was going to be in there? Like a, a, a <laughs> six string bass solo? Like what did you like, think was going to be in it? Patchouli ice cream. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but my god, Hempsey. oh my god, fish food. Like I just I uh, I took down a whole pint last night. Just time stood still. I don't know what happened. I blacked out. I mean, it was insane. I don't even well, know what's in it. It's, it's chocolate. Ba- the, the the ice cream itself is chocolate, and then you got a marshmallow swirl going everywhere. Sure, sure. Then you got sure. another caramel swirl going Why through not? there, and then you got fudge fish, little little fudge fish candy fish things. Oh my god, dude! Fudge scares me off. Fudge? You don't like fudge? It's like a it's like a chocolate's bully older brother. It's like chocolate with a bad attitude. I like, like fudge, but when there's already chocolate, don't fudge doesn't need to be around. It's like the it's like hash helicopter. Version. It's like helicopter parenting. 
<laughs> it's like, what are no, you here I, for? Let, let this chocolate do its job. I, I agree with what you're saying in theory. You would think that if the ice cream itself is chocolate, you don't need little fudge fish, but boy, it works. It works. What's your, I, it made me, I was thinking, what's your, I don't know what your go-to ice cream, both brand or flavor. Oh, man, we, uh, I, what, I, you know, this is going to sound real pretentious, but there is okay. that, there's that, was that Llewellyn's, Van Leeuwen's? Hipster, overpriced ice cream. Llewellyn's ice cream. I'm looking it up. Huh. It's not Llewellyn's. Van Leeuwen. Van Leeuwen ice cream. I don't know that they one. They had one. They had one over at, um, uh, is that the one they had it on Franklin right next to UCB? I believe that's one. I'm, there was I, a hipster I'm ice sorry cream. I'm, I'm sorry I'm looking this up now. There was a hipster place event. on okay. Hillhurst that was amazing. I forgot the name of it. Like Jill's or Amy's Jenny's. Or Jenny's ice Jenny's. cream. This is all overpriced but it was hipster great. bullshit ice cream. But no, It was overpriced, but it was good. They Jeez. had, let me find the thing to get it right. Earl Grey tea. Ugh. Right? Ugh. But I, yes, I know. But. It's good. I would get it in with other stuff. You know, I love a pistachio. I'm really into dad flavors. (laughs) Super into dad flavors. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm looking at their flavors now. I'm getting excited. They got a honeycomb. Okay. Rachel was eating plain vanilla but putting syrup on it the other day. Maple syrup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're just just over here just looking for diabetes. (laughs) That seems like a very Canadian way to go. Now, Van Leeuwen. Now, this is where... I would try it. Dave, you ready to get grossed out? Okay. This is, and this is hipster ice cream, too. Uh-huh. It goes, this goes against everything I believe in. Okay. <laughs> what flavor do you think I'm going to tell you right now? Goes against everything you believe in? I just, for an ice cream, it seems like they're just trying to do something. I feel like something that's so gross... But gets to the point where the consumer can have it. Enough uh-huh. people were like, "It's actually weirdly good." Was it water bottle ice cream, plastic bottle ice cream? Well, it's a f- no. It's still a flavor. <laughs> uh, what flavor would Kyle not be into? Um, I mean, just in general, as for for an ice cream, that's like like think is, je- like Jelly Belly, like when they throw but, a curveball at you. But is this a traditional ice cream flavor, or just some un- unorthodox flavor? No, it's an unorthodox flavor. Oh, okay. It's still uh, in the dairy. It's still in the dairy family, though. Something to do with buttermilk or butter or yogurt. Uh, I don't know. Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah. No thanks. I would try it because I've trusted this place on some other flavors, and they haven't let me down. Mac and cheese and ice I, cream. I absolutely want to try. I wouldn't just go like give me three scoops of it. That's why an ice. That's why an ice cream parlor is great. Mm-hmm. Have a little taste. Yeah, I bet you that ice cream gets tasted more than any other ice cream. Not purchased, but just tasted. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I can, now. A- now I'm looking at a picture of this shit. It's just orange ice cream. It's not yeah. like there's noodles in it and shit. But I want. <laughs> I want to try this. I also don't like mac and cheese on a fucking sandwich. People try to get cute, put it on a sandwich or a burger. Fuck off. 
I Who's don't putting mac that. and cheese on a sandwich? They put it on oh, a pizza. I've, there's uh, if you go, I've seen a lot of Panera uh, billboards lately that got some stupid <laughs> sandwich with mac and cheese on it. Fuck off. All right, now I think we got to go back to the old. Like, remember when we did the Whopperito? Mm, oh yeah. Mac and cheese sandwich. I'm looking it up. Dave, if I can get one and you can get one, if we can get both get one at the same time. <laughs> oh, grilled mac and cheese. Well, that's not crazy. You get a grilled cheese. No. Too much starch. I don't need the noodles and the bread in the same dish. I understand that. Mac and cheese, if done right, is so good, it, it should stand on its own. It's not a topping. I understand. But I what like about the, and an ice cream? Mm. I want to try. I've got to find where they're selling this shit. <laughs> got what is your favorite ones. flavor? What's your go-to flavor for ice cream? I, I'm trying to think. Of, it, it's back in the old day, mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. Even as a child, I had dad taste in, in ice cream. I've always liked the mint chocolate chip. I get how people could not like that. I get not wanting... I don't. I think minty. I think they're communists. Mm-hmm. If you don't like I, mint chocolate chip, you're a goddamn <laughs> pinko. Get out of this country. <laughs> oh man, they got royal wedding cake with elderflower and lemon. I don't know, man. Elderflower. I want you to. I want you to go here, Dave. Can I buy you California? They got one in Long Beach. I want you to go. What's the name of the place? Van Leeuwen. Van Lewins, okay. They got nothing. They got nothing. Uh, they got trucks. Mm-hmm. El Segundo. If you want to take a drive up to El Segundo, just don't leave your wallet there. I literally lost my wallet in El Segundo one time. Did you? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think my I think uh, my buddy did the same thing. The irony yeah. is that that's LAX, so it's kind yeah, of an easy the place airport. to lose yeah. your wallet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, hey, man, that's what Q-Tip was singing about the whole time. He's like, I love uh-huh. the wallet in LAX, yeah. Terminal 7 I've, Delta. It doesn't have the same, uh, you know, doesn't slap as much as uh, El Segundo does. I remember when that happened, I was like, oh, my God, what are the odds? This song is making people lose their wallets here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Scooping on Abbott Kinney. The trucks are usually on Abbott Kinney in Venice. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I will say I'll, I'll put this to the listeners. If anybody is out there trying this um, craft, oh, it's, and it's craft mac and cheese, so craft got to him. Craft had naked mm-hmm. pictures of of Jeffrey Van Leeuwen and was like, "Guess what? You're about to make next macaroni and cheese ice cream." And he's like, well, "I would not tarnish my brand." He's like, "These pictures of you with a big hot boner, so maybe you do." And now we got craft <laughs> macaroni and cheese ice cream out in the world. Cookie Although dough, I, I love a cookie dough in there. I do like a cookie dough. Although, okay, and I'm shitting on the mac and cheese ice cream. Although, you sure are. The other day, I did incorporate a little savoriness into my ice cream. I crumbled a Ritz cracker into some, uh, I forgot what type of Ben and Jerry's I was getting down on. But, uh, yeah, it already had, it was the one, I, I can't keep up with all the names, but it was one that had uh, like salted caramel and uh, pretzel mm-hmm. bits. It already had little bits of pretzel, and I was like, what if I crumbled a Ritz cracker, by the way? Ritz cracker, oh my God. Big cracker's, just, cracker's just a pretzel's country cousin. <laughs> but That's yeah, all it is. Little, little Ritz cracker sense. in the ice cream, get out of here. That Good makes times. sense. Yeah, that does make sense. 
You can get you can get uh, the craft bundle from Van Loo. I don't even know who we do. You read the ads. Why don't we ever get ads for like ice cream and shit? I don't know. Uh, bundle of cheesy goodness: two pints of craft macaroni and cheese, and one pint each of honeycomb. Like I said, already okay. good. Vanilla, dude. You know, I have just found the joy and the simplicity. Like, been eating pizza all our lives, trying to dress it up, trying to this mm-hmm. topping that top. Man, sometimes it's cheese pizza. And you're like, oh shit! I've been, <laughs> I've been ignoring you. Came back to my hometown. I love it. Saw that pretty pizza. girl from high school still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big old slice of cheese pizza. Cheese pizza, and, your mom or, or, Yep, <laughs> vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Sometimes it's just give me vanilla ice cream. I'm sick of I'm sick of playing these games. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you've just been out. You've been in the big city, just bright lights, big city. You've been doing coke and sleeping with whores, and eventually, like, I got to stop this life, dude. I got to get back to my hometown. I got to I gotta just tell the people I care about I love them. I need a slice of cheese pizza and a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And I got to get my head back on my shoulders. Get back to the basics. Just get back to it, man. <laughs> Done lived that life already. I got, I got, I got close to the edge. Oh, man. I did my bread East Danella shit already. I'm just trying to calm down, live a normal life. I went through a period where I didn't give a shit about ice cream. I thought it was too indulgent. I thought it was, like, I love dessert. Well, first of all, I'm not a huge sweet tooth guy, although I will fuck up some dessert. But if I'm going to, mm-hmm. if if I have X amount of calories that I'm trying to spend, it's it's going to be on something savory, you know, something with gravy like a, or meat, like in a it. donut pylon. <laughs> but uh, I, I did. I remember a couple of years ago, I was just like, I don't know why everybody goes so nuts about ice cream because it just seems at least a piece of cake or a cookie or a baked good. There, there's something substantial there. But ice cream, just the fact that it's the form that mm-hmm. it's in, just seemed a little too indulgent. Like, but then. Sometimes yeah. I come back and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get why it's so popular. Yeah, I usually abuse myself with a meal so much that by the time like you would mm-hmm. like dessert, I'm like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a place for dessert in me. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm just hanging out on this Panera website. Yeah. Did you see the mac and cheese sandwich I was talking about? That's what I was doing. Oh, yeah, that, the grilled cheese. That. Okay, yeah, the grilled cheese. Gotcha. I get I'm yeah, a, noodles on bread though. That's not. Yeah, take it easy. There's a place. There's a pizza place here. That just put spaghetti on a pizza. <laughs> and I have to. I have to admire that. It's like they've done everything short of just calling it the "go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> it's called oh, something special. It's called Garaldi's. It's called Garaldi's. Not Garibaldi's. <laughs> Geraldi's Pizza. Let me find it. Yeah. What's, what's Garibaldi's? What's Garibaldi's? Garibaldi's was a pizza that place. Name. That was back. They, I, that was the one where like they'd let kids make their own pizza. And like, man, oh, talk God. about the days before health code violations. Yeah. <laughs> just, just you just have twelve nine year olds in a kitchen mm. touching everything with their little butt digging claws. Mm. How horrible! Where is it? Okay. Give me this. Let me see this thing. Where is the spaghetti pizza? Show it to me. 
Yeah, that was like, I'm going to make my own pizza, and then you get it, and you're like, oh, this is why you let somebody else do these things. Yeah. Let me tell you about the first time I, I went to a pizza buffet, and I first time I understood that concept. A pizza it blew buffet. my mind. Yeah, it was the, my first experience with uh, any all-you-can-eat buffet. I remember it was in um, Marietta, Georgia. I was like five years old, and there was this place on Canton Highway called the Pizza Inn, and they had this weird thing called a buffet. And I didn't know what the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. And I went there with the family, and I was, like I said, I was probably about five. And my dad explained to me how this is going to go down today. He's like, look, you know, there's no server. They're not going to come over and take an order. You see that little bar thing over there, that little island with all the steam coming off of it? You go over there and you grab whatever you want and just 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 get whatever you want. And I was like, well, you know, because we were always just, even as a child, I, I knew that, like, there were certain parts of the menu that I had to stick to, you know, we're always yeah. budget budget conscious. Sure. And he was like, no, no, we're we're all going to play pay one one fee, one flat fee, and you can you can eat as much as you want, Dave. And I just could not wrap my mind around how great that was. I, I was if I was just I, enthralled, and then it's I, just been the, game the on ever rare, since. The rare moments of when I wish I had a kid, I think I would like take him to a buffet and be like, yeah, the guy that runs this restaurant, he owes me money, so. <laughs> You go ahead and you eat as much as you want and just try and make it like a mafia thing. Like, this is how we get even. And just to yeah. watch my kid. <laughs> Nate Craig always had a great joke about about like being in Vegas. He's like, whatever you lose at Blackjack, don't try to win back at the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's prime rib, but it's not going to put the $300 back in your wallet. Just slow down. <laughs> take care of yourself. Oh, man. Uh, Matt Knudsen has a great joke about buffets. Uh, I'm just oh, paraphrasing. It's, but it's the, one the of the pre- best. I've, we've, I think we've talked about it. It's yeah. the best joke. I think yeah, it's one it's of the just, best stand-up jokes if, ever. If you ordered from the menu what you got from a buffet, they'd think you were insane. Yeah. <laughs> and he does we, the I, act we've, out. We've discussed it. Look oh. up Matt. Let's make him a comic. Um, yeah. Matt, I don't know if we have a comic of the week. Matt, we do. Matt. We do have one, but we can have two. I well, got I'll one throw, for yeah. you. K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Matt Knudsen. Yeah, that very buffet joke too. is one of my very favorite pieces of comedy. Yeah, By the way, and the pizza is called the Barile Pizza. It's twelve ounces of spaghetti mixed with marinara sauce, <laughs> chopped up meatballs, <laughs> laid on top of a New York cheese pie, cooked oh. to perfection. I don't know what perfection's supposed to be <laughs> when you're just making two meals. It's like making a. It's like making a GI Joe and a Lego person have sex Mm -hmm. when you're little like these don't go together at all no no and if you what if sorry what if sergeant slaughter was going to raid the lego castle that's not how you play with toys also if you give me a pizza with fucking figs on it i'm going to push you into the bushes get the fuck out of here some of this hipster shit no i went to some place a couple of years ago in la and it was just all frou-frou hipster non-traditional bullshit there is fucking honey and figs and granola like go fuck yourself <laughs> how dare you not eating a pizza with figs on it what if you did and it was great nah, i've had a fig Big that's why you gotta just you just gotta call it um <clears throat> flatbread that's how they def- that's how yeah. they get away with doing weird shit to it 
Mm-hmm. It's a flatbread. We couldn't figure out how to make a circle, so they're called flatbreads. And now we put uh, now we put uh, mayonnaise and Cheerios on it. Although, that being said, I will admit, you are the one that turned me on to uh, Garage Pizza's uh, cheeseburger pizza. On paper, I thought that would suck, but it it worked. Why? Ground beef and cheese and all the stuff you like. Pickles. Pickles on a pizza. (sighs) I don't mind the pickles because at least that's savory and salty. I don't need honey and figs on a fucking pizza. (laughs) You gotta re you gotta reinterpret what you're looking at, man. <clears throat> Stop thinking of it. Stop comparing it in your mind to what pizza should. Granted, I've never had that pizza either. Maybe it sucks. I don't know. Ugh. Well, who's who's the comic of the week then? We thought we were gonna bust out a quick one. Here we are in an hour. I yeah. you let me talk about my ticketing shit, so I appreciate that, Dave. Thank That's you. All right, buddy. Always good mm-hmm. to catch up. Uh, yeah, we haven't done a comic of the week in a while, and I thought uh, who better to uh, come back to the comic of the week with. Uh, Nick Vatterot, one of oh, our favorites. Nicky's got a thing up. Nick Vatterot's got a new one called Disingenuous. Um, I I'm, I know that there's a uh, special on Prime. You can rent that, and I I'm assuming there's also the audio version wherever you stream your music and stuff. But uh, good lord, if you don't know Nick Vatterot, V A T T E R O T T, four T's in his name, Nick Vatterot. Um, We've mm-hmm. talked about him before. Just he was uh, he came up through Chicago, right? Was he a Chicago guy? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I think he's from St. Louis area originally, but I know him. From okay, doing comedy in Chicago. He's just great. One of the most original comics there is. Like he's he's on that short list of like, oh, you're creating your own genre. Like you're doing yeah. completely your own thing. Yeah. And uh, super nice dude, and uh, so funny. He's got a few specials out there, a few albums <clears> if you if you look around. But uh, the new one, uh, disingenuous, and uh, yeah, man, <laughs> he Big rethinks what you can do with stand up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like you, if you start thinking it's stale or it's stuck, watch some Nick Vatterot. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> just his, uh, not to sound pretentious, but his, his interpretation of what you can do with stand up. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's no limits. Yeah, you think there's limits, or you think it's like edgy is where you're going to really shock people, and it's mm-hmm. no, it's like the stuff that Nick Vaderot does, which is like play with the expectations of the audience and be mm-hmm. like be silly, but not in a way that I dare you to laugh at this because of how weird it is. Not weird just for weird's sake; like it's still mm-hmm. exactly really That's funny what... comedy. Yeah, abstract abstract comedy that works, uh, unlike. A lot of the stuff that mm. I won't, you know, a lot of, when I first moved out here, there was a lot of abstract comedy that was just absolute horse shit. Like, oh, great, nice PowerPoint presentation. Do you have any fucking jokes? But uh, yeah. Nick takes the abstract weird stuff and makes it work, and uh, so original, so funny. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to, uh, you got to allow the people who are, messing around time they just, I mean, I, this is my mistake too you see them one night and you're like well that mm-hmm. sucked therefore they suck it's like no everybody gets yeah. to have a night where they're screwing around trying a thing and seeing what it turns into you know mm-hmm. yeah so funny uh what do you got coming up buddy anything to plug you're about to head out on the on the high seas 
Yeah, I'm about to do my shit. I gotta go uh, rock and roll cruise tomorrow. Nice. And then uh, Providence, Rhode Island. In uh, in uh, where is it? my calendar's way off? My year's booked. I'm working this year. Clubs, baby. Catch me in the clubs this year. Rhode Island, one of the two states in America that I have not done comedy in. It's small. It's easy to miss. Yeah. Yep. Rhode Island and Maine, the only two I haven't been to. Uh, yeah, Providence, Rhode Island, Comedy Connection, February, man, Cincinnati, Omaha, Des Moines. Every week in February, I'm out working. And Pete, nice. you know what, everybody, when I put tour dates up, should definitely get mad if your city's not on there. Because when I announce tour dates, they are always the last shows I'm ever playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, you should have choice words for me for not coming to your town. Yep. Uh, but no, I got this year's, uh, I said yes to a lot of stuff right away. And I'm like, oh, what about my life? <laughs> but, but it's cool. I'm, I'm happy to be working, man. Good for you, buddy. Staying busy. You know, what about yourself, Dave? Uh, locally, you can catch me in Long Beach, February 17th at the Bamboo Inn. And then Just catch uh, Dave in Long Beach. Yeah. not uh, haven't made the official announcement yet, but uh, in April... Uh, looks like I've confirmed Chicago. I've confirmed Milwaukee. I'm about to confirm Ooh, Cincinnati. Nice. Uh, maybe Pitts. Uh, where are you at? Where where at in these places? Uh, Chicago. I'll be at uh, North Bar. That's a place okay. I've been uh, last couple times. Uh, Milwaukee, the Laughing Tap. Be my People first time there. And I uh, don't know where I'm at in Cincinnati. We're still working on that, but it looks like I might have two dates in Cincinnati. Working on Pittsburgh, working on Cleveland, working on Detroit. So, yeah, trying to put together a Midwest run for April. So, um, yeah, I'll uh, let you know when those get confirmed and tickets are on sale. But, yeah, there we go. And then, uh, I mean, hell, we can go ahead and throw this out. We'll, we'll probably be up in the Pacific Northwest sometime in May. Might be able to catch both of us together. Yeah, we out here farting around. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dog. All right, buddy. All right, well, Godspeed, everybody. <laughs> uh, hey, hope a- have fun. Have fun on that cruise, buddy. Go see uh, go see Seven Dust and Lamb of God. You might enjoy Yeah, I hope, I hope we don't get stuck out there for months. You know, what if the world implodes? We're just stuck in this boat. We got to eat the, oh. we got to eat the bass player from POD. <laughs> Are they on the cruise, POD? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, they were, uh, they were big radio hits back in, in my day when I played a oh, lot that, of POD. That, Payable on they death. Felt, they felt so alive. Yeah. yeah well, so what happens when, you got, when you got Jesus on your side, you feel alive. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to have fun. You and Andrew go, uh, go Taiwan on and watch some early 2000s metal. Yeah, I think it'll be a good time. Right on, buddy. Uh, hell, I'll plug our Patreon real quick. Uh, Patreon.com slash BoogieMonster, four bucks a month. You get uh, Usually we try to give you at least two bonus episodes a month. And uh, right now uh, I'm asking people to chime in. I'm in a musical rut right now, Kyle. So uh, with Dave's record room this month, I'm asking people to give me music uh, suggestions and recommendations. Okay. And then I listen to them, and then I thumbs up, thumbs down. So uh, you want to get on that Patreon, four bucks a month, patreon.com slash monster. We appreciate your support. So, yeah. Nice, man. Play, play, play some Reviver, R-V-I-V-R. Been listening Reviver. To that. I like them. I like oh, them. speaking of which, you want to plug your, uh, 
your other dates that uh, you're, you're speaking of music? That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a wild one. I mean, I, I think they might need a little help, so I better get it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening for Jawbreaker. Nice. Um, March. When is it? I'm looking up. March 18th in Seattle and 19th and 20th in Portland. I sent you their tour posters. Like, hey, dude, they're coming to Portland. You can go see them because I know you like them. And you're like, yeah. uh, I'm actually on those shows, dude. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they had like I had to keep it under wraps. So I was like, man, we're gonna tell people about this one. Uh, yeah, well, I think cool, this buddy. is gonna be gonna be a uh, hella cool. That's great, dude. That's that's super cool, man. Congrats. Have fun with that. Yeah, even if I got to be the one weird person when people are just walking in trying to get beers. I'm like, you guys ever notice? Eh, whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, all right, man. Be safe out on the high seas. Uh, y'all have fun. And uh, we'll talk to you when you get back on dry land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, you be good. Uh, you, you feel you feel better. I know you get a little bit nauseous. You know what will help that? A little bit of mac and cheese ice cream. That's true. Maybe I'll go get into you some of coat, that. You want to coat the stomach. You want to coat your stomach with mac and cheese ice cream. Yeah, I think uh, I coat my stomach too often, so I think I'll be good with that. <laughs> He's fully coated. <laughs> it's always coated. All right, buddy, be good. The Boogie Monster. Network.